Production. Production. Hello and welcome to the Post-Production Technique for Live Music Recordings podcast. This podcast takes you into the whole post-production process and highlights different techniques and possibilities. A lot of audio examples will be given so you can actually hear the effects and results of every single step. Of course, there are many different ways and techniques to approach the designated result. The way of working strongly depends on the style of the recorded music, the recording technique and as well on the personal taste and the experience of the working sound engineer. For this podcast, we will work with audio samples of a classical orchestra and choir recorded in a modern church in Germany. The Situation, the situation. The base of this podcast's audio samples is a recording of a small classical orchestra and a choir. This was recorded in 2007 in a modern church in Germany. In this particular case, it was a challenge to place the microphones in the right positions. Firstly, the stage was very small and therefore there wasn't a lot of space for the tripods. Secondly, the audience and the entrance area blocked the best places for the room and stereo microphony. And thirdly, because it was a concert in a church, the host and the conductor didn't want the room to appear overloaded with microphones. So we had to improvise a little bit in finding the right position for the room mics. And also we had to reduce the number of supporting mics on stage and place them as invisible as possible. In the end, we figured out the following configuration. In the back of the hall, we had an AB microphony with two Sennheiser omnidirectional condenser mics to record the natural reverb and the sound in the hall. After a long discussion, we were allowed to place a matched pair of Sennheiser condenser mics, cardioid characteristic, in XY position in front of the stage to record the whole stage sound in stereo. On stage, we had supporting mics, each one a condenser mic with cardioid characteristic. The supporting mic in detail were Violin 1, Violin 2, Violin Cellos and Double Bass, Harpsichord, Choir Soprano and Alto, and Choir Tenor and Bass. A total of 10 tracks. These 10 tracks were recorded with an Alice's 24-track hard disk recorder. The Preparation, preparation. The first step after the recording is the import of the tracks into a Pro Tools session. That is just the preparation for the following steps of the post-production process. Once the tracks have been imported and synchronized, we can try a first hearing. As you can hear, it doesn't sound that good yet. It sounds a little bit dull, the instruments and voices aren't well balanced and it sounds a little dry. Especially the harpsichord is definitely too loud. Furthermore, there are some distracting noises of the audience like coughs as well as way too much applause. That's maybe good for the musicians, but not for a live record. All these inadequacies will be taken care of in the following chapters of the podcast. The Edit Editing of live recordings is a little bit different from editing of studio recordings. In the studio, you have the possibility to record as many takes as you want. So the editing is much more complex, because you have to arrange all the different takes, put them together and make the cuts inaudible. 
Usually on a live recording, you don't have these possibilities. If you are lucky, you have the chance to record two shows. Then it is possible to jump between the two concerts. But you have to be very careful, because even with the same setting and the same hole, the sound will never be identical and so you would easily hear the cuts. Let's start with the editing of our little record. In this part, we will assemble the concert in the appearance we want it to be on the CD. First we cut out everything we don't need, like the unnecessary applause and the silence before the start and at the end of the concert. Now we can rearrange the songs. Here is an example of a cut and the crossfade. Firstly, you hear the original file with a long break between the end of the song and the applause. The edited one follows. Very important is to assure that all tracks are selected when you rearrange them, otherwise they will be easily out of sync. Another thing we can do during the editing is to eliminate distracting noises like for example coughs. Unfortunately that is not possible at every position. If the noise is too loud and present, it will be heard or even impossible to be eliminated. But if the position is okay, it is possible to use the material around the distraction or a part of another track and replace the coughing part. Very important is that you never just cut out a piece. The unnatural silence would be heard. Here is an example of a distracting noise. Probably somebody dropped something or the mechanism of the harpsichord made a noise. In this particular case, we are very lucky. A few bars later, this part is repeated. So, what we will do is copy this part and replace the part with the noise. Let's first listen to the original part with the noise. With a little bit of feeling and with crossfades on both ends, it is possible to fit in the clean part and make the noise disappear. Now you hear the clean part and afterwards follows the whole part after the editing. With the ready edited song, we can move on to the next step. The mixing. The mixing. Once the editing is all done, we come to the next step in the post-production chain, the mix. Here, all the adjustments at the sound will be made, like panorama, equalizing, as well as dynamics and artificial effects. The possibilities are various and in the end, the choice and the use of the tools and techniques is often a matter of taste of the working sound engineer. Now we will show some possibilities on the basis of the result of our already edited record. The first thing we want to do is the panorama. We will place the tracks in the stereo field like the instruments were placed in the concert. The first violin to the left, second a little bit more to the middle, but still left. 
the harpsichord stays in the center and the violin cellos and double basses will be panned to the right. The XY mics will be panned in the angle they were recorded which was 90 degree and the two room mics will be panned to the left and right. The exact position of each instrument is not that important. Rather it is important that it sounds good and balanced. Let's now listen to the panned version. As you can hear, the sound now is a lot more open and wider than before, but still very unbalanced and not nice to listen to. What we want to do next is bring a little more balance into the mix. In a recording of a rock music concert, now a lot of tools like compressors, expander, noise gates and so on would be used, but in our case the sound should remain as natural as possible. In addition, on a classical CD it is very important to keep the dynamic range between the loud and the silent parts almost as big as in the real concert. Whereas for this mix we will only use the faders, equalizer and some soft compressor. With the faders we can tune the levels of the different mics into the right balance. With the equalizer we can adjust the sound characteristics and with the compressor we can regulate the dynamic range. During the mixing you always have to be sure that the sum signal is not overdriving. In the digital world this would lead to a nasty clipping. Following example demonstrates the difference between the unmixed and the mixed song. Now, this was a very quick overview. In real life, this part can take days over days until the right mix and sound is found. For the final stage of our mixing session, we will have a look at the additional effects. So far, our little record does sound quite well already, but for a real church sound, there's a little bit of reverb missing. This is because we have the supporting mics in the mix and they are that close to the instruments that they don't pick up the sound of the room. We will correct this by using an artificial reverb. Not too much, but even enough to make the record sound a little bit more as if it was recorded in a church. Listen carefully to detect the difference. The last step is to bounce the final mix to a stereo track in order to import it into a new session for the mastering. The mastering. mastering. During the mastering, the final sound of the record will be created. 
Basically, mastering is the process of adjustments on the stereo track. But nevertheless, the mastering is seen as the ultimate art of sound engineering. And every engineer has its own preferences, techniques, tools and secrets. For our record, we will do the following steps. First, we import the bounce stereo track from the mixing session to a new mastering session and normalize it so the loudest part is on 0 dB. Then, we set up the mastering chain. Here, we use a stereo equalizer, a sum compressor and a limiter. The final adjustments are just marginal, but they bring this little extra to the record and make it sound very good. Now we can listen to our final version of the record. Many thanks to Peter Stratmann, Bauer Ton Studio Ludwigsburg, Inside Home Recording, Frank Defren, Rolf Malmann and Orchestra, Mixing and Mastering Magazine, The Music is Produced by Andy Meacham, The Emperor Machine, The Phenomenal Handclub Band, Mulatu Astatke and The Heliocentrics.